Hi, I'm Christina Davis, and welcome to the Crazy Nomad Podcast, where we talk about the real side of working and living as a digital nomad. On this podcast, you will hear real insights and stories from actual digital nomads sharing what life is really like abroad, how they got here, what they do, and also all the funny, absolutely crazy, difficult, and ridiculous stories of those living outside of the normal nine to five. So get ready to be inspired, laugh with us, and learn from all of these crazy nomads. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Crazy Nomad Podcast, season friggin' three. I cannot believe that this is the third season which we are coming upon. Like this dream to build this podcast goes back like two and a half or three years now. And it is so amazing seeing the growth of this podcast, seeing the community built around it, all the people that message me all the time about listening or how they found it and how excited they is that they found it and how excited they are to have a community of people understand them and all of that. Trust me, I can't explain to you how much that makes my day, my month, my year, like that makes this project all worth it. And so this season, I have some really cool guests in the line, not only just to talk about, you know, what their career is as a digital nomad or what their experience has been, you know, becoming a digital nomad, but I also really want to touch on some topics that are super important in this you know, world coming from mental health, one being one that I definitely will really touch upon a lot this season, as well as things like our lifestyle practicality logistics. So that means taxes, that means visas, you know, all those actual pieces that sometimes it's hard to find information on. And sometimes it's confusing because me three years in still, I have so many questions about my taxes and I'm going through a crazy process of trying to figure out where we want to get visas and I'll get into that whole story soon. So don't you worry, but there's going to be a lot on here as well. Some crazy success stories of people who are working abroad, because one thing I've had, which I really was surprised by, but this happened a couple times and it happened recently over the past um, two or three weeks is that I've had people message me and say, oh God, like, I would love to be a digital nomad. Like I want nothing more than to have that lifestyle. It seems so cool, but I'm too scared of leaving my corporate job because you can't really make a lot of money doing that. Can you? What? I read these comments in like disbelief and not because the person, you know, doesn't know enough or anything like that. It's just that some people still live in a world or believe that you are only subjected to financial success based on your corporate ladder, based on what position you can climb to and what industry you're in. And my Lord, especially in the past couple years, the industries have changed. The online game has freaking changed. The amount of money that you can make online now is astronomical. There's going to be a guest on this podcast whose company is now evaluated at over $25 million. Let that sink. $25 million. Did that in less than five years? I'm pretty sure it was. The amount you can make is 
on, you know, it's uncapped. There is no real level. And I think that is something that needs to be addressed, needs to be talked about because the world is changing. There's new jobs all the time. So you have the ability to kind of really do whatever you want and to learn whatever you want. So this season's going to be really interesting and we're going to dive into some really cool topics, like I said. But I'm just really excited to be here and I'm really excited to bring back the next season and just to keep watching this grow because this podcast is something that I really am passionate about. And surprisingly or not, I love talking. <laughs> I love talking to guests. I love talking to you guys, even though I'm by myself right now. Like it just lights me up and it makes me feel so much joy being able to do it. And it makes me feel so much joy being able to talk about the topics and the subjects that I'm so passionate about and that I want to share with you guys. So buckle in, get that little popcorn ready because each episode's going to be mega, mega. It's going to be so good this season. But back to where I am in the world right now and what life has been like it has been a roller coaster. So obviously, as all my early listeners know, I started this podcast when I moved to Bali. I moved to Bali in the end of 2020. Lived there for until March of 2022. And then I left. And when the world started opening back up and, you know, we can go travel different countries, I really wanted to get back on the road. My plan was actually never to move to Bali. I was never, it was never my goal. I actually never wanted to return, to be completely frank and honest. I went there in 2019 and it was so inundated with tourists and travelers and people and it just wasn't what I was expecting. And I actually went for two weeks and was like, yeah, bye. And I was told people, I'll never go back to Bali. I don't like it. Um, it was too much for me. And then when the world shut down and Bali was one of the only places open, Knowing someone who is there who told me, like, it was the creme de la creme. Like, there was no one really there at the time. Obviously, I mean that in a, in a nice sense with COVID. That was never the best case scenario for anyone. But in this sense, it was best case scenario for digital nomads because you can go live in a place without tourists. Now, that is just one thing that I will forever love in my memory box is my time there with no tourists. But anyway, we left there in March 2022 and then went to Thailand. Lived in Thailand for six weeks, had an amazing time, um, traveled around a bit. It was definitely different than Bali in the sense it didn't have the same like really big community that I was used to. So that was definitely an adjustment that I had. And then since then, we've been literally been moving every month to six weeks. It has been hectic. Hectic. Now, when I say we, me and my boyfriend. So I met my boyfriend while I was actually living in Bali. Um, he moved there a few months after I did. We met, we dated, fell in love, moved in together, left the country together, and have been traveling together ever since. Love, lovely, lovely love story. Um but we are from different countries. So I am obviously American, as you can tell from my lovely um, accent here. Um, and he is from the UK. So we both were away from home for a really long time. So we decided to go back and visit both of our families together so we can introduce each other to our families. That was definitely an amazing part. It was a massive part of my summer. But to give you a timeline, we left 
March 2022 from Bali, went to um, Thailand for six weeks. Then we were off to Amsterdam for a week. Then from there, we went to UK for six weeks. Then we flew to Ibiza and stayed there for a month. Then after that, we flew back to the UK for a week and then to the US for about five and a half, six weeks to see my family left there and our plan was to go to Barcelona um, where we were going to go live for a month and then Lisbon for a month. Now you might wonder why Barcelona and Lisbon. So as like I said, we've been moving around a lot. It's been a lot of in and out of bags, a lot of changes, a lot of getting used to routine and then picking up and changing again, a lot of meeting new people and then saying goodbye again. And it was, it can just weigh on you after a while. Life out of a suitcase can definitely weigh on you. So we've kind of been discussing the pros and cons of that lifestyle and also the pros and cons of having a home base. Now I'm 29, so I feel like I am nowhere near an elder age where I need to settle down and I am nowhere near 20 where I'm ready to just hightail out of backpacking life for the rest of forever. Um, so I'm in this weird mix of like wanting to have my own place, wanting to have a bed that's mine, wanting to have cute, nice, comfy sheets and pillows and have a closet. Girls have a closet. Like I can't explain to you how much I miss that. Now, obviously, wherever I say I have an actual physical closet, but that closet can only be filled with one suitcase. And when you're traveling to different locations with different climates, that suitcase room gets smaller and smaller and smaller. So now it is obviously, I'm recording this, it is October. So it's fall time. It's sweater time. I have a sweater on right now nice and comfy, takes up a lot of room in your luggage. <laughs> so I used to go from like having this big 50 pound, you know, 20 kilogram, whatever it is, bag for Bali that was full, like of, at one point in Bali, I had like 49 tops, I'm not kidding, um, shorts and everything and shoes and bathing suits to getting like a couple sweaters, a pair of boots you know, some jeans, much bulkier things. I mean, like, wow, I have a lot less room. Um, so I really miss having a closet. Like, I really miss having a full functioning wardrobe. I keep wanting to buy new things. But my problem is, whenever I buy something new, I have to dump something that I already have. Sometimes I can squeeze things in, I can make it work. But if I'm talking about like an actual, you know, change of wardrobe or adding multiple things in, it is just a bit more difficult. Sadly, I wish that wasn't the case. Um, but it is just a bit harder because I have to then get rid of things that I own and I don't always want to get rid of everything I, things I own. So then I don't buy things, but then I'm wishing I had more wardrobe and you know, the spiral goes round and round as a girl of what you want to have. Now I also believe in minimalism for sure. I have definitely minimalized my wardrobe massively and my life massively living out of a suitcase. And that's fine and dandy. I'm okay with it. But girl wants to have some pieces in it. <laughs> so that's definitely been 
weighing on me. Like I said, there's also just having my own home spot to stop feeling like I'm in someone else's home, to stop feeling like I'm subjected to using the pots and pans that are provided in the kitchen for an Airbnb that we rent or an apartment that we rent because I love cooking and I like to have what I need to have in the kitchen. And it sucks to keep buying new things. Like I literally, every time we go, I buy new spices to put in the cabinets and then I'm not going to pack all my spices with me. Although at the point, I'm at the point now where I'm about to, because I just keep rebuying everything over and over again. Um, but yeah, so we're considering a home base. Got a little tangent there. But two things we're considering is where we can actually have a long-term visa that allows us to be in Europe. So Europe's obviously a nice middle ground sort of between New Jersey and the UK. And it's a place that we both kind of would love to be able to settle down in for a little bit. So out of all the countries, Spain and Portugal are two that offer different types of visas that you could go after and uh, apply for to be approved. And also have beautiful weather. The sun is massive for me. Um, I think that's one of my biggest struggles with the UK itself is the lack of sunshine. The sun comes out very infrequently um, and the rain comes frequently. Now, don't get me wrong, it is beautiful here. I am currently in Scotland. I'm facing out of window at the moment on rolling green hills and some horses and sheeps and, you know, it's gorgeous and it's green and lush. It's green and lush because it rains. So too much rain for me. So we're coming to a middle ground, um, and that was Spain and Portugal. Now they both have visas available, so we're pretty much going to spend some time in Barcelona, some time in Lisbon, and then decide from there, and then start applying on our visa process. The visa process I will be taking you guys along with on my ride of everything, because I definitely think it's something that isn't talked about too much in depth. Um... You to read a lot of information online. I've been talking, I have a friend who's applied to the Portugal one. I have a friend who's applied to the Spanish one. And all the things they tell me is it is a process that takes weeks on end to even get all the paperwork together. You have to have, you know, open bank accounts and do all these different things. So on my journey, I'm going to take you guys along with me. So you will be inundated with information. Do not worry. But we're going to go try them out and see how we like each spot. Now, with that said, I was like, yeah, we'll do a month in Barcelona, a month in Lisbon. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. No, wasn't that easy. Trying to find a month-long apartment rental in Barcelona is much more difficult than one would think. Why? Well, Airbnb, eh, no. No, no, no. The amount that people are charging on Airbnb for an apartment in Barcelona is disgusting. I'm talking like old style apartment, not modern, not updated, not even a lot of light coming into it, old furniture, all that kind of stuff, over $3,500 a month. Now, depending on where you live in the world, that might sound cheap. And I'm from New Jersey. I'm 45 minutes outside New York City. I know what expensive is. But I'm telling you that this is not a New York City building. And you might say, oh, those buildings are old. Please go date back your New York City building to this Spanish building. 
And please tell me what old is. Okay? Not the same. Um, and mind you, if you're going to rent an apartment in a, for a year in New York City and you're furnishing it, furnishing it yourself... You get to put and make it look as best as you can. When you're renting for a month, you are subjected to someone else's decorations, someone else's pillows, blankets, bedding, bed, mattress. How comfortable it is, how comfortable it is not. I've made this mistake before being like, oh, it looks fine. I'll book it on Airbnb. Did that in Thailand. Our bed was like sleeping on a rock. Did we survive? Yeah, it was fine. We were only in Bangkok. We only spent like a week in Bangkok. So it was a week that we had to deal with it. Fine, dandy, all cool. Personally, don't want to sleep on a rock for $3,500 a month. So Airbnb was astronomical. So there are websites like Idealista, which is really commonly used in, uh, in Spain for you to look for apartments for month rentals, year rentals, etc. So I went on there and I was like, oh my God. There are so many good options. Like there were so many good apartments on this website. Get there, looking through. I'm like, bing, bing, bing. I'm starring all these tabs. I'm ready to show my boyfriend. I'm like, yeah, we're going to live there. Oh, that one looks good. Oh, this neighborhood's, um, I'm so happy. Well, you scroll down, you scroll down for like all the description, the pictures, it's really pulling you in and you get to the price and you're like, yeah, sure, 1300 1500 whatever it is a month, I'm down, I'm game. Then you go to like actually click the button to like reserve or to contact, you know, the agent and another little area pops up and it's like your monthly fee is XYZ. Then there's agency fee. Now there's an agency fee for one month to 12 months, doesn't matter. And the agency fee are is literally the same cost of, it's literally the same cost of the apartment. So these agency fees were anywhere from like 800 euros up to 1600 euros so if you're having an apartment 1500 euros and the agency fee is a thousand euros now i just spent 2500 euros for one month and it became increasingly difficult to find one without an agency fee now and i've preached this a thousand times before we started thinking outside the box i love digital nomad facebook groups i love them i love them i love them i don't know if you heard me i love them I went on to a Barcelona Digital Nomad Facebook group, made a posting about me and my boyfriend, about us being, you know, remote workers who want to come test out the city for a month, XYZ, yada, yada, yada. And we got a response. This girl reached out to us and she is from Argentina. She wanted to rent her apartment while she goes home for the summer. And she was looking for real people who were going to take care of her place because it's her home you know, and so she wanted to FaceTime us. And I was like, yeah, sure. Of course she FaceTimed us. She showed us around the apartment. Um, she was super cool. She was like, I know there's so many scammers on, you know, Facebook and in Barcelona in general, there's so many apartment scammers. I took my intuition and felt, felt that she was a really good person. And I can tell she's a really good person and that our story was real. And she was showing us all things about the apartment. 
going into detail about stuff, um, telling us our friend lives in the apartment, if we need anything while we're there, all of this. And so we ended up getting her apartment. Now we couldn't move in until mid-October. So we're leaving there in like last like week and a half to go there. Um, and that meant that we had nowhere to go from the beginning of September until mid-October. And I was just getting, I was just ready to move on from being with our parents for, a, you know, collectively three months because we were visiting his parents for a month and a half, my parents for a month and a half, um, and just ready to be, you know, adults again on our own. And that didn't happen. Everything fell through. And obviously our original plan fell through. And then we had this girl who was going to let us move in October 20th. And then we started looking at apartments in Lisbon to like fill the time space between before we got to Barcelona and there was nothing. We were just too close to the date to rent anything that was an actual good option. So we ended up having to push everything out. So we've spent the past six weeks in the UK. This past week we've been spending it in Scotland. Uh, my friend's family has a cottage up in one of the islands. It's so cute. Been loving that, lighting fires, just you know, having a real fall autumn experience. Um, but we're headed off to Barcelona and I'm excited for that. And then we actually only get a week in Lisbon. So I'm going to be making a large decision on my life based off of six weeks in Barcelona and a week in Lisbon, which is funny because I actually studied abroad in Barcelona back in 2014 in university. And I loved it, but I definitely think it should have been swapped. I probably should have spent more time in Lisbon and less in Barcelona because I already kind of know the gist of Barcelona. Um, obviously, the city involves and changes, but you get what I mean. So it'll be interesting, but I really think that we're kind of at the point now where I'd love to have a place that doesn't, that isn't astronomically expensive and allows me still to travel for a month or two months on end, however I may please. Um, but we have a home base to go back to. We have a place that we don't have to put get storage. We don't have to. I have so much shit at my parents' house that I could just take with me and have an apartment. And same with my boyfriend. He has so much crap at his parents' house. And now I have stuff that's sitting at his parents' house. And like there's clothes and there's shoes and there's bags and Lord knows what. And so it's going to be really nice to have that. So we're trying to figure that all out this fall and start the paperwork in the winter time. Because like I said, living out of bag is wonderful. It's glorious, but sometimes it has its highs and lows and some of the lows are just don't ever have a space that's like yours fully. So I'm excited for that. So that's going to be my journey over the next few months. And I'm excited to kind of like show you guys more of what's you know, on the logistics side of digital nomad life and to give you more of an insight into my life and what's going on, um, my relationship, my work, all of it. I want to do more solo episodes because I was really surprised the first season I didn't do, the first season I did one just to open the podcast about what my story was of how I became a digital nomad. And then last season I did another one just talking about the highs and lows of life, um, life out of a suitcase, and also talking about, um, you know, my Bali experience, what I learned after living there for a year. And surprisingly enough, my solo episodes, you guys will really love those. 
they're some of the top performing episodes of the entire podcast. So this season, we're going to be doing a lot more solo ones. We're going to do a mix of solo and guest ones and the guests coming on. I'm really pulling for some really cool people. So you're going to be excited. I'm telling you now. And then, yeah, there's just a lot to share with you guys and I'm super excited to do it. I'm super excited to get this season out there. I hope you enjoy this little update of my life. Um, and there's so much more to come and so much more to share with you guys on what my day-to-day looks like, my own struggles, my own high moments. I can't wait to record more sessions when I'm in Barcelona and give you an update on what that's like and you know my visa process and us moving and where my winter plans are leading because it's going to take us months to get um, the visa and paperwork all sorted. So we're going to be spending winter somewhere nice and warm. Um, but yeah, lots of good to come. There is so much expansion and ideas I have for this podcast. So do not worry. Do not fret. This is not stopping anytime soon. And on the back of that, I will be starting my YouTube channel. These podcast episodes are on YouTube already from season two and the next season will be on there too. But we're going to do a little deep dive into vlogging my life and show, sharing, you know, more with you guys, sharing my visa process, sharing you with you what it's like dating internationally with someone who isn't from the same country and moving and all that kind of good stuff and jazz. So hope you guys are excited because I'm freaking excited. And the next episode or the first guest episode of the season is really cool. She has a really great story. So keep listening, guys. And I'll see you soon, my crazy nomads. If you are a current digital nomad, remote worker, or aspiring digital nomad looking to connect with a like-minded community of people to meet, lean on, be supported by, ask questions, and build friendships, then the Creating Connections and Community Abroad membership is for you. This membership allows you access to a tribe of people who understand your lifestyle, dreams, and goals no matter where you are in the world. So if you are interested in learning more about this community, click the link below or DM me a nomad on Instagram to come join our community of crazy nomads.